Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hey, everybody. This is Richard Deitch, and welcome to the Sports Media Podcast. My producer is Patrick Antonetti. It is mini podcast time with a focus on sports viewership. And who better to bring in than Anthony Krupe, a sports media reporter from Sportico, longtime uh, expert in this space, somebody that uh, all of us count on when it comes to viewership analysis. Anthony Krupe, welcome to uh, to our mini-podcast adventure. Here's where I want to start. I'm taking literally right from your, your Twitter X feed. First week of the NFL season, the windows that matter, the seven windows that matter, NFL averaged 18.311 million viewers. That was flat or a tick up versus last year, 18.246 million viewers for week one. What do you make of that? Well, I haven't had a chance to, uh, well, first of all, where are my manners? Thank you for having me, Richard. Uh, I, I thought it was particularly interesting that I was brought in for the miniature uh effort because apparently I'm being miniaturized. I, I just came back from a doctor's appointment and they said, I am now five foot 10. Uh, I am saying that their equipment is broken. Were you six, five once or five eleven? I mean, no, no, I was, I was, I was one of those guys who was, you know, I'm a five eleven guy and now I'm not even a five eleven guy. I, I, uh, I have a class action lawsuit going right now. Um, I was, t- I was told I have horrible posture uh, which is not news to me, um, which could account for it. Um, but I like to think that I'm being uh, gaslit. Um, anyways, nobody needed to hear about that. Uh, so here's what I make of it. Uh, I haven't really looked at the hut levels yet, which you know is industry argot for how many people are watching 
in a, in a given time frame. But going into the uh, start of the you know the opening weekend, uh, TV usage was down nine percent year over year. So if that held, you know, from Thursday night say to to Monday night, uh, flat is is pretty good. Um, I'm also it, it it's I guess the 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 thing about this particular week is there were very high highs and very low lows, uh, which seemed to be almost primarily a function of the matchups. Um, so we're not going to have a really good sense of maybe what normal is for a couple weeks anyways, but I'm, I'll be interested in seeing what the week two numbers are because, you know, Fox, Fox got snake bit. They had uh, the Steelers and the uh, 49ers, which was unwatchable pretty much from the jump uh, and 75% clearance. Uh, so they didn't do a, a, a good early number. And then, um, they they also had uh, the NFC North game, which wasn't great either. And CBS had the benefit of of better matchups, so their numbers were better. And you saw a really high kickoff number. Uh, the Lions Chiefs game was a lot of fun, and and if that's what the Lions are going to play like, that they should be getting some of those Jets national windows. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Later. Yeah, we'll get into that. So let me let me ask you. So let's let me. I want to ask you about the Jets. We'll we'll go to this. So. You know what was clear uh, based on the data, which which you definitely pointed out. The league really benefited from NFL kickoff. Um, that Lions Chiefs game was a monster, and then Monday Night Football, which is what I want to get into. So hours after Charter, Spectrum, and Disney basically settle their carriage dispute, ABC, ESPN, ESPN two has Bills Jets. At this point, everybody knows what happened in that game with Aaron Rodgers. People stayed around, though. Bills Jets averaged 22.6 million viewers. That is the most watched Monday Night Football game in the ESPN era, topping Packers-Vikings in 2009. That's Brett Favre returning to play for his team. Uh, Krupe, I think there's a, like a, you know, a very sort of modest guest here that this could be the biggest viewership number for Monday Night Football, and it came in week one. And it probably it people stuck around even though Aaron Rodgers, um, even though Aaron Rodgers got hurt. So we'll get into what Aaron Rodgers means. But I this was more than I expected. I expected a good number, but I'll be honest, I didn't expect a record. What about you? Yeah, I I think I I kind of expected things would fall off after halftime. But I guess since uh, you know the game was close, people stuck around. There, there's no question that everybody in the league and um, you know, even, even people in our business were stunned. Um, I, I think there's a reason that they, they sort of front loaded most of the nets or the Jets national appearances because, you know, 39 year old quarterback, uh, he, he did have a history of uh, getting knocked out of games. Um, so they factored that in, but, you know, I, we went into this thing thinking, wow, a whole new era of football in New York. And and I was particularly interested in looking at how the local ratings would impact the national numbers, because uh, I'm sure you know this, the, the Jets have been the lowest rated 
which isn't to say the least watch because it's, you know, ratings is a function of the market size and it's a bifurcated market. Uh, and then there's just a huge chunk of people who don't pay attention to football one way or the other. Uh, downtown weirdos, restaurateurs, those people. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, I really was looking forward to seeing how all the hype, all the ballyhoo and the, uh, you know, was, there was a really good vibe coming out. He he seemed to be doing everything that he needed to do to ingratiate himself with New York, which was wise because you don't want to get off the wrong foot here and have a Randy Johnson experience. But uh, it it, it I, the Super Bowl stuff, yeah, that that felt like a little ridiculous. But it it really felt like oh, this could be kind of a transformative year. This could be really fun to watch, and that's obviously that's gone now. I, I think people are still going to be paying attention to the Jets because now it's a really interesting storyline. How do they bounce back from losing the Hall of Fame guy and, you know, the guy who just become the face of the franchise? And uh, we're going to have to live through, uh, oh, God, they're calling Tom Brady and, you know, the, you know, got Kaepernick and everybody else uh, who who isn't going to play football. Uh, but this is going to be a storyline for for a little while and if the jets defense can keep it up uh obviously there there's no flexing them out anytime well soon. just Any- let me let me let me get to that cuz you're you have a tweet here which gave everybody um the jet schedule from basically September 11th through the 24th and so next week jets dallas that's a national cbs game then there's a regional game with the pats then it's sunday night football on october 1st Regional game on CBS October 8th. Then it's a Fox National game on October 15th. Regional game on the 29th. ESPN Monday Night Football on November 6th. Sunday Night Football on NBC November 12th. National game on CBS against Buffalo November 19th. Thursday Night Football, man, that Black Friday thing that's turned out to be a disaster if, if the Jets aren't good. Uh, uh, November 24th, Dolphins, Jets, Thursday Night Football. So, as you said, they, they can't flex out. So, the league... Really, in some ways, I think has to hope that they're at least competitive so that, yeah, you, you'll probably lose a little bit for sure because Rodgers isn't there. But it's not like they have a out clause here. Like they have to roll with the Jets until November. There's no flexing those games. Yeah. And, and I ultimately think that as long as uh, as long as the Dallas Cowboys, if if they're for real, if they're as good as what they did to, to the Giants, um, again, I turned off that game at. I think halfway through the second quarter. Yeah. Uh, But interestingly enough, people stayed with it. That thing drew 20 million in a blowout. Uh, Yeah. When you're getting uh, nearly 21 million viewers, it, that kind of blowout, you know, where it's, it's not even, even the hardcore gamblers could go to bed knowing that everything was taken care of. That really tells you something about the power of the Cowboys. And then there's a reason why they're in 12 national windows every, every season. Um, I think if the Cowboys continue to play well, and I, I know everyone overreacts after the first week, that's almost one of the rituals of being an NFL fan. Uh, if if Joe Burrow and Josh Allen aren't as bad as they looked in the first week, and I don't think they are, uh, I I still think that CBS could beat Fox with their schedule for the first time in as long as I've been covering this uh, 15 years, maybe uh, 
I think this could be a big AFC year, even without Rodgers. Uh, you've got the, I don't know if you saw the Miami game, but Tua just played out of his mind. The, the quarterback talent in the AFC is just phenomenal. And it's, it, it really does feel like that it's not just a, a question of hype. We're all the young stars and all the big arms are in the AFC now. So CBS is a really tough hybrid schedule. They've got some really good NFC matchups in there and, and you know, the hybrid interdivisional stuff. Mm-hmm. But down the stretch, they've got three or four, I think, Chiefs games in the national windows. Um, so they can make a run for it. I, 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 I do think that uh, I might revise that if we do go down the road and, and the two quarterbacks that I singled out there continue to have problems. I, I, I think it's a little early to, to start, you know, bringing out the worry piece. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I want to ask about YouTube um, because this basically... There's real, is there any way to get any kind of measurement for how Sunday Ticket may do on YouTube in a, on, a, on a given week? There should be because it is measured. It's just as as the last I checked, it's still lockbox, and I don't think we're going to get that data this season. The NFL claimed yesterday uh, Hans Schroeder uh, had a had a conference yesterday and said that they had more subscribers under the new regime than they did uh last season um but there were no numbers offered so i i I don't know what the comparison is Um, i mean we're also like we still don't have numbers for red zone right it's always i mean you know this it's always an estimate that it's about a million people right but that's just but but it's not that doesn't seem to be based on anything other than what the nfl has told you it it's estimated. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, there. If there's going to be uh, a measurement, they'd have to have some kind of ad-supported component. And since they don't, like, I could see if you're a client and you're buying a big, you know, one of those on-screen uh, banner placements that pop up all the time. I think last year it was. Uh, I don't remember what it was last year, but maybe it was Directv. Um, but if you're if you're getting impressions, if you're buying against impressions, those people have to know. But that's the kind of thing. Uh, there's a lot of buying going on in in walled gardens, and it's like you know, take our word for it. Um, you know, we still don't really have transparency on a lot of the digital numbers that the networks give us for their right streaming. Yeah, companies. well, that's all. Pro- I mean, where it's especially. I mean, you know, you dealt with this more when you were at Ad Age, but like. If a place like I don't know Peacock or Paramount Plus says we got X, there's no way to check it. It's just right. It's all proprietary. You're just essentially either taking their word for it or you don't use it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really it. Um, 
And I've kind of gone back and forth with NBC about that because especially when I do the year end thing, I always do the top hundred, uh, you know, every, every year it's, you know, 85% or whatever is NFL um, unless there's a, a an election and then you get a lot of yeah, the, uh, like the, like a presidential debate or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this year it'll probably only be the state of the union address will crack the top 20 and, uh, just about everything else will be sports. Macy's Parade. Macy's Parade always gets. Um, but you know, it's ba- ba- it's live television. It's it's the stuff that's meant to be watched uh, as it happens, which is the only thing that tricks people into watching the ads. You know, anything in an on-demand universe, we've learned. Uh, the kids who are growing up now are so lucky; they don't understand what it was like back in the day when these commercials would come on. You'd have to get up off your couch. And toddle over to the television and manually turn the channel and uh, then go sit back down. Uh, even with remotes, we still watched. We still wound up watching a lot of the ads. Um, but, yeah, we, we, there's no transparency for the digital stuff. So I tend to sort of set that stuff aside. It's interesting to look at, to see it as a function of the overall, you know, deliveries. It's still nowhere near... You know, it's still hovering around like what four or five percent, I think. So it's it's not this great sea change. Um, television is remains by far the reach vehicle, and there's a reason why. You know, the league signed this long term deal. Besides the money, they're they're going to rake money in hand over fist, billions and billions with a B. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it, it's it's it feels more like everyone's getting their their streaming services ready for the the great uh, transition. Except it's not going to be a transition. It's going to be a very slow evolution. Uh, television will still be around when we're around. I'm I'm pretty sure when I'm on my deathbed, if I'm giving the luxury of such a thing, I may have a death cot. Maybe a death ditch. I don't know. I can't see the future. But I'm if I'm in a, like in a you know a regular uh, hospice unit. This is getting dark. Uh, I'm, there's probably going to be a television uh, in one way, shape, or yeah, form. This is much uh, da- much darker than uh, than Car- Carp and Lewis uh, last week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, two more here before I let you get out of here. Um, Colorado obviously has been a boon to Fox. Um, they've had uh, Colorado games the last two weeks on their 12 o'clock Eastern window, and they've crushed it. I mean, you know, 8 million viewers for each of those games. My question for you, and now obviously both game day and big noon kickoff are going to be in Boulder. I think ESPN has that game against Colorado state this week, uh, um, on one of their channels. I don't know off the top of my head, but do you, I mean, um, from your perspective, like you think the Deion Sanders viewership bump can last the entire season? Like I, no doubt, like 
now it's still people are going to still be like into this. The real interesting question for me is like, you know, week eight of the college football season is are, is Colorado still putting up these big numbers? I mean, maybe I'm answering my own question. If they're undefeated, I guess the answer is yes. But he's really been at least for Fox, Anthony. Like he's this is a game changing figure for their college football coverage in that in that noon window so far. Yeah, and I I suspect an awful lot of people, and this is just human nature, wanted you know tuned in the first week because they wanted to see uh, Sanders fall on his face, uh, and he decidedly did not did not do that. Uh, TCU is not the same TCU that went to the national championship game, but he took this program that was arguably the worst in college football last year and has been functionally irrelevant for years and he wins at home and it's a fun game. The offense is just exploding everywhere. Fast pace. He, he, he paid off everything he was talking about. Uh, I didn't really, I wasn't crazy about him asking the reporter if he believed or not. Yeah, that's but, not you know, that's just sort of, that's, I mean, there's, but, you know, every college football coach does a version of us against them. And that's sort of that. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, you know, it's 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 hype and it's also anything to motivate your team and show them that you're you're on their side and uh and the press the press, they're all bad guys, anyways. Uh but yeah, you like you said, Colorado, Colorado State, ESPN's got that. It's kind of in a late prime window. I think it kicks off at 10 p.m. Eastern. Oh, that's actually that's for viewership wise, that's a pretty interesting little experiment too. Yeah, yeah. And then th- then they're not they don't have a lot of windows after that. They've got Stanford, Colorado on October 13th. That's that USC that's, game is, that's a monster potential, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think people are going to keep what, what this team is just a lot of fun to watch. And, and just as a kind of like meta narrative, the whole thing's fascinating. The, the shots from the stadium were kind of electrifying. It, it sort of reminded me of the, the first, couple live games when they started letting people back yeah have you been uh, to boulder i mean it's really a beautiful place if you've never been well, well the funny thing is i i got a text from a buddy of mine who lives out there who's like a hardcore science guy and uh he doesn't pay any attention to sports um and he said what's going on uh he's like i think it's a sports thing uh but I keep hearing it sounds like war is going on. He lives like maybe a half a mile from the stadium. Uh, I don't know how you could. I don't know how you could be in that environment and not know that this is going on. But he's again, he's one of those guys who just sports doesn't exist for him. But I, I had a lot of fun explaining to him. Uh, he didn't know who Neon Dion Sanders was either. And there's no excuse for that because yeah. he's my he's, age. Yeah, he's really out of, um, he's really out of the sports loop. Yeah, yeah, you kind of want to shove the guy into a locker, uh, but uh, yeah, it just it, it's it's a fun story, and it's it's also not an SEC story. It's not a Big Ten story, so it's it's sort of like a pocket of intrigue that didn't exist, and anything like that, in in a sense, like we thought we were going to get that with the Jets, and maybe still will. Uh, anything like that is gonna gonna turn the knobs, and I think on top of that, we're going into a fall television season where there's going to be almost nothing in the way of 
worthwhile programming. It's going to be all, you know, competition series, guy dressed like a bumblebee singing something, you know, uh, and some uh, overseas dramas and some stuff that was supposed to be on the schedule two years ago, but sort of sat in development hell. And so there's not going to be anything for sports to, to compete, compete with. with. Yeah, I'd say so. it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing uh, what's happened to scripted programming. All right, last one. I'm going to get you out of here on this. Um, do you have some overarching thoughts or views on the charter Disney settlement? I'm not going to ask you winners and losers. I mean, it's, in some ways we couldn't possibly even answer that question for, um, a couple of years, but you know, like what usually happens with this, you've covered a million. Of these is the two sides settle. The only people who really end up losing are consumers who have to pay more. And I think you had a pretty funny line on Twitter to the something to the effect of it would just be more honest if, like the um, the pro, the content people, ESPN and the distributors charter just held us up at gunpoint. Like it would be a more honest thing, which I laughed out loud at. But in so many ways, that's really the truth because ultimately consumers are paying for this product, uh, whether they're going to pay more for ESPN's uh, rights fees or they're going to pay more for charter, uh, charter to provide this for you via broadband or video, whatever. Like we're the ones who are going to pay more. That's the only thing I would predict, and that's a 100% prediction. Yeah, we, we always get it in the neck. Uh, no matter who wins between the distributors and the uh, programmers. The interesting thing is, as much as we went in, and part of this was uh, to to go back a couple of days. Charter did this unprecedented uh, move of of having uh, a, a big, well prepared. By the way, the presentation it seems like they've been working on it for months. Uh, because uh, they had three executives on the call and there were all sorts of, uh, what do you call it? PowerPoint yeah. stuff and professional done presentation. Graphs. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, that felt different. And it, and it felt like the, for the first time, you know, they were drawing the line in the sand and saying, we will not, you know, uh, buckle down. And w- what's interesting is the last time they had, uh, uh, a, a battle with uh, with one another. It's like four years ago. Uh, they it was a similar thing in that uh, it took ten days to resolve, but that one there was no service in, in, in interruption. They both agreed to continue to negotiate, you know, through the deadline. So nobody missed anything, and and there wasn't any, you know, trying to negotiate through the press. And then this, there was this big, you know, charter punches back. And uh, it's always been, in in my experience, and like you said, I've I lived through so many of these things, and they always do seem to have the same characteristics one way or the other. It, it always feels like the cable company can't win because ultimately everyone hates the cable company. You know, they're the ones, they, they make your internet go out, and they're the ones you're paying every month. You know, whether you know it or not, you're not really writing a check to Bristol. You can you can be mad about like, boy, I hate how woke their programming is. Uh, But when, you know, people try to just get rid of ESPN from their 
table lineup, they realize that it doesn't really work that way. Um, you, you can boycott everything, but you can't just like single out one thing. You can you can vote with your remote, but you don't. You also don't have to like turn it into a uh, your entire personality either. Because my God, that's boring. But uh, I, I, they they ultimately set these uh the deadlines are are there for a very specific reason you know the espn knows that once they get into college football season if people can't watch their team and then god forbid it impacts monday night football the cable company is going to catch hell for it and in this era where we are now below 50 percent penetration of of the traditional bundle, you know, that's cable, satellite, telco TV, uh, can, can cable companies afford to lose any more customers? Charter said, no, you know, we know we're gonna lose customers, but we might even get out of the video business altogether. And then they kind of turned around and tried to massage that afterwards. But that's, you know, their CEO was saying that. Um, so, you know, they, it felt like a negotiation in terms of both sides gave up something they didn't want to give up. Charter is spending more, but they also got to dump a bunch of low-impact cable channels that nobody was really watching anyways, and they saved a lot of money there. And then they got the, the streaming uh, element in there, too. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't... I, I, yeah, it could be a, a blueprint for further negotiations down the road, absolutely. But... I don't think it changes anything in the here and now, and it's certainly not going to accelerate or 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 stall the the progression of cord cutting. Um, so there was a lot of you know hot takes coming in afterwards saying who won, who didn't, and uh, I, I know who lost. We all did. Anthony Krupe is a sports media reporter from Sportico. Follow him on uh, the the service now known as X. Definitely check out his work in Sportico. And as I've said very, very often, one of the uh, foremost sports viewership experts in the United States. He'll be on during the course of the NFL and college football season along with uh, Austin Karp, Sports Business Journal, John Lewis of Sports Media Watch, and Bill Shea of uh, the Athletic with Cranes as well. Again, if you like these kind of uh, quick-hitting uh, viewership podcasts, let me know in um, the comments on uh, Google, Apple, wherever you get uh, your podcast. want to thank Patrick Antonetti for his hard work. Thank you to everybody at Odyssey for their support. And thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road, any road, the steeper the better. Because my all new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 